Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We have real football this week. Not an appetizer, but the main course. And I have two sleeper games that are, that are going under the radar for different reasons. Um, but you need to remember to pay attention to them. Uh, we'll start with Elon at Wake Forest. It's a Thursday game. So, uh, right, NC State, UConn, Elon at Wake Forest. We have, we have a couple uh, North Carolina teams kind of getting it started on a Thursday uh, in the FBS level. The Mitch Griffiths era is fascinating to me. Mitch Griffiths is, is the, the new starting quarterback for Wake Forest, replacing Sam Hartman, who's the new starting quarterback for uh, Notre Dame, who made his debut over the weekend. The reason why the Mitch Griffiths era is fascinating to me is I actually I saw a few fans discussing this on whether there's any bitterness or any kind of, of tough-to-watch vibe to watching Sam Hartman at Notre Dame. Because if you're, you're Wake Forest, the obvious would be like, hey, this guy's the ACC leader in touchdown passes. Yes, he took an extra year to get there, but but he's the ACC leader in touchdown passes, and we developed him from a freshman to, to what he is now. Why wouldn't he still be here? Well, I look at it like this, or I don't, but some of these fans were debating whether they should look at it like this. If Sam Hartman were still there, would Mitch Griffiths have moved on? Mm-hmm. That's an interesting deal, right? Because then you're maybe not bitter watching Hartman play for Notre Dame. You're you're kind of going, it had to happen. He if, Even if he was going to stay in college football, it couldn't have been here because, you know, we wanted three years of Mitch Griffiths over one more year of Sam Hartman. That is a big, big, big statement to make, right? That's that's putting real weight on, on Mitch Griffiths. And, and that's very interesting to me. And that starts against Elon, right? That 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 that, that starts from the very beginning, because those types of of high expectations can work for you and against you, right? They can swing back in the opposite direction almost as quick. So I, I'm I'm very interested in what goes on Elon at Wake Forest on Thursday, and then this next game shouldn't be uh, sliding under the radar, not because you know these are teams that people are going to overlook or they're eras that people are going to overlook. These are teams that uh, are being overlooked because of the time of their game. Clemson at Duke. How in the world can Clemson be overlooked? Duke was one of the ACC's darlings last year. How in the world can they be overlooked? Well, their game is on Monday. Right? So uh, we're seeing the the social media posts from State and Wake saying, you know, just this many days, whatever, four days till kickoff. We're in the, the, the this day countdown. Meanwhile, Duke and, and Clemson have to be like one week, one week from today. Still got seven days. When Saturday ends, UNC South Carolina is done. Everybody's, uh, you know, adrenaline's pumping. There's there's not going to be any NFL, right? There's there, there's no NFL games on Sunday. Get Florida State LSU. Florida State LSU is is kind of the the snack to tide you over. We can hear Florida State whine nah. about Cal Stanford and SMU being in the league. Can you imagine? That actually, that would be a full day of, of how do you feel, South, uh, Florida State? 
Do you know what else would be a full day of? LSU talk about family. Yes, of course. I just I just wanted to bring that up. Um, but then that game's going to finish, and there's going to feel like, a, all right, now we have to wait again. But then Clemson-Duke on Monday, Monday night football, Clemson at Duke. That's that's where the, the letdown needs to be zero letdown. No letdown. Riley Leonard gets a chance to make his statement as a breakout star of this year. We talked about it on Friday. Dane Brugler of The Athletic has him as a first-round pick next year. The only way that is even remotely possible is if he looks the part, plays the part, and puts a couple highlight plays together against Clemson. And he might do it, right? He's he's athletic. He's big. He's strong. He uh, you know, had 33 total touchdowns last year, six interceptions. The, the guy has some bona fides, but that Clemson defense is always going to have some bona fides also. From Jeremiah Trotter on down, they're going to have the, the recruits and they're going to have the, the athletes to, to put up a, a fight. And then Clemson. Is Clemson, are they back? Are they back? The ACC has really enjoyed kind of – tap dancing all over Clemson the last two years until you realize that they've still been pretty good the last two years. They just haven't been national power good, right? They went six straight years making it to the college football playoff, two years without, and everyone's like, ha, ha, ha. Oh, not as not as easy without Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence, huh? Ha, ha, ha. Well, they 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 still won the ACC last year with some combination of Uyunglele and Klubnik. So... And the, the dancing all over them might be a little premature. I don't know, still double-digit wins in an Orange Bowl. Yeah, it's like, how many of you would sign up for that right now this year? Yeah. Oh, I, they're about 97% <laughs> of college football programs. I would love to have a down season of Clemson's oh, level. Absolutely. So, are they, But the thing is, I think that, like, exactly, that's their down season. Are they are they in, in stock for another down season, which might be 10 wins in, in an Orange Bowl? Or are they in stock for a Clemson season, which would mean they're back on track and Kate Klubnick is good enough to make them a national contender again? You know when that starts? Monday against Duke. That Don't forget about that game. That's all I'm saying. Don't forget about it. That should be a fun one. It should be really fun. Like. That- it, even if you don't have a dog in the fight, like if you're not rooting for either of those teams, I think that's a really fun game to watch. I think Clemson probably should win that game. Right? Gonna, they'll be favored. As they should be. But, man, what if Duke gives them a game? But, like, Clemson looks good, but Duke also looks good while doing it? Then, I don't know. A lot no, of people, I mean, no, no moral victories, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Like, but I think a lot of people are going to start looking at Duke a little differently. Like, wait well, wait a second. They, they had that nine-win season last year. And they showed up, went toe for toe against Clemson, and Clemson looked good as well. They've it's got like, a couple dudes. Yeah, like, oh. they've got a couple dudes on that offensive line. They got a uh, uh, what is it, McBride on the 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 defensive line. Dwayne Carter as well. Dwayne Carter, actually, that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> Dwayne McBride is the running back for the uh, the the Vikings. Dwayne got my Dwayne's confused. Yeah, uh, but they got some dogs on the defensive line also, uh, and and of course there's the the all powerful like I I mean I don't want to keep going back to them, but in college football you have the quarterback and and they get hot. It's like a hot goaltender in hockey. You can you can equalize a lot of talent gaps by just having one of those guys at that position making it happen, and that might be Riley Leonard and Mike Elko can also do some of that with with some uh, defensive scheming that that he's you know kind of built his career on. 
Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete Deruda, America's wealth coach and best-selling author. Coach, one of the big questions I always hear is, do I have enough money to retire? Well, maybe, maybe not. The most important thing is you have lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll design that plan for the next 10 people to call. No cost or obligation. Put yourself in control of retirement. Call 800-691-3215. You can also text Tim to 600-700. That's T-I-M to 600-700. You'll hear from Coach Pete and the Capital Financial advisory group from duke to north carolina people love those transitions of course uh from duke to north carolina uh tez walker still no decision from the ncaa they play on saturday in a big game north carolina put out their depth chart tez walker is a starting wide receiver as of right now the ncaa says he's ineligible there's an appeal process going on Make a darn decision. Here's Mac Brown, his head coach, with the latest on Tez. We still haven't heard anything from the NCAA on Tez. We're hoping to hear something uh, at least in the, the process and the timetable today. Uh, but at this point, um, it's very difficult for him and for us because we're not sure of his status for Saturday, and, and uh, we're, we're just waiting to see. So your coaches are trying to figure out if he plays, here's a game plan. If he doesn't play, here's a different game plan and, and who would be in there. And, and we don't know when we're going to hear that. So uh, those are things that, that we are looking at um, throughout the week. Here's where it gets interesting. Actually, it's already already interesting, and it's in a, interesting in a gross way by the NCAA. Stop letting this loom over everything. Make a decision. But here's another uh, branch on the interesting tree. Tell me. Retired North Carolina Supreme Court Justice Bob Orr Mm -hmm. tweeted out, one week, this was on Saturday, one week away from kickoff for UNC and no final decision by the NCAA on Tez Walker's status. A failure to sue the NCAA, parentheses, and UNC, since that's who, who will decide not to play him, close parentheses, would be a travesty to this young man. The courts are now receptive to the rights of college athletes. End tweet. Should Tez Walker sue? And and should he sue UNC in addition to the NCAA? Right? If it almost as if you're willing to listen to the NCAA, I think I should sue. You're taking away opportunities. Should Tez Walker sue? Because here's the thing. I see the importance in letting him play. I see the importance in a, a speedy decision. I've talked about it. I think it's messed up that the NCAA has let it drag on this long. Suing brings on a whole bunch of different levels. The risk is crazy. Again, maybe UNC um, thinks this is their year to chase big goals, right? As I talked about, right? When you have Drake May, it kind of has to be. If you get involved in suits of the NCAA, or how about this? If they just play Tez anyway, if they just say, listen, we think it's right, we're going to play him. Now, all of a sudden, those roles, those those goals are at risk because the NCAA could say, fine, every game he plays in is a loss, and now you don't get to go ahead and be in bowl games or postseason or conference championships. And it's like you may go undefeated with Tez Walker, but none of those wins matter. That's a risk, right? Because then you'd, you'd be essentially punting on the postseason in Drake May's probably last year on campus. Yeah. UNC would also risk if they get involved on Tez's behalf suing the NCAA or even support Tez as he sues the NCAA 
antagonizing the NCAA, and that isn't a relationship you want to be bitter and cold and calloused and, and, and you know, antagonistic. You want that relationship to be like, hey, help us out. Please don't don't look any more into to us than you do other teams. <laughs> and then also, Tez Walker. If Tez Walker sues at UNC and the NCAA, I mean, as much as his teammates, I'm sure, want to see him be done right, they also don't want one of their years of eligibility to be upended by a suit. Right? That's one where you get really stuck in a hard place where you're like, you're my guy. I want you to... Right, you, I, I, I feel like you're my brother. You're my teammate. I want you to have all the success you can have. But at the same time, I might only have one year of eligibility left. And if you go messing with that, then I'm never going to get that back either. These are the conversations the NCAA is forcing players and teams to have, and it's messed up. Just rule quickly, and 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 all this goes away. Now that I mean, retired Supreme Court and North Carolina Supreme Court justices are encouraging student athletes to sue the organization that governs their sports. That, that does this not sound like like I don't know a script that wouldn't even be considered plausible by Hollywood? And Hollywood puts together those Fast and the Furious movies every 20 minutes, and those things stopped being realistic 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And they're looking at this going, no, no one would do this. Fact stranger than fiction. This is this is, this is is the NCAA not getting it. They haven't got it in a long time, but it, this is one of the more egregious examples. Like, what? There's no new information coming up. What's taking so long? What are you going to do, rule on Thursday that he can play on Saturday? That's not right. Or rule on Thursday that he can't play on Saturday? That's not right either. That's even more not right. Here's Mac Brown on uh, Tez Walker's practice plan. Is he in? Is he not in? Should he be with the ones? Should he be with the threes? Is he playing hard? Here's Mac on Tez Walker's practice plan. Tez was really down after practice yesterday, and he didn't practice with as much confidence as he has been because he's not sure if he's going to play. And, and Lonnie Galloway and I met with him after practice and said, look, man, you you got to prepare to play. Because if they tell you Saturday at 3.30 you're going to play, right. you got to go play. And you, you don't want to be in a position where you're not ready to play. And you don't want to be in a position where you may get hurt because you're not out there um, in the right mindset. So we've told him, you plan on playing. We're going to plan on playing you. And what we've got to do, Adam, is have two game plans. We've got to have a game plan with him and one without him. And that makes it difficult because you want your quarterback to be throwing to the guys he's going to throw to in the game, and we're not sure who he's going to be throwing to. It really is that simple. You want your quarterback to be throwing to the guys he's going to be throwing to in the game, and we don't know who that is. I'm going to say this in as simple and plain English as I possibly can and hope somebody with some kind of sway hears it. Let the player play. Let the player play. Do you know what else is frustrating about this Tez Walker situation? What's that? Every single time I watch a college football game or I read a college football article, I read about a transfer who's on like his fourth team. Yeah. And I'm going, wait a second, why is that one eligible? There, there was a, a player um, that started somewhere, transferred to Jackson State, went to Colorado, now is at another place, now is at another place. Uh, JT Daniels played at four different schools. This guy, that guy, they all played at three, four, or five different schools, and they're all eligible. Why can't Tez Walker be eligible? 
Why can't you just look at it and say, oh, if they can do it, he can do it? I, I just do, it, 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 it baffles me. I get very frustrated when there's a situation where I can't find the logic. I can't even find the motivation. Like where sometimes you, 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 you see a situation where a poor decision is made, but you recognize it benefits the decision maker. And I'm like, all right, that's a bad decision, but at least I found the motivation, right? You're trying to take care of yourself. I can't find what does the NCAA benefit by taking this long? What does the, the NCAA benefit by making this into a story that we talk about where all we do is say the NCAA is messed up? By the way, there's talk of, a lot of it, of, of the NCAA and football separating. Football striking out on their own. Power 5 football being their own entity away from the NCAA. That would be catastrophic for the NCAA, right? Because they'd lose a big part of their, their moneymaker. But guess what? It becomes easier for for presidents and chancellors to entertain that idea when whoever is arguing for it can say, you see how messed up the NCAA is. You see how they can't handle it. Look what they did to Tez Walker. For that reason, we have to separate. They aren't competent at governing this sport. We have to go separate. And now you have your, your big moneymaker leaving because you couldn't make simple decisions correctly. It's it's I mean it's about the player first of all, it's about the 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 teammates second of all, and third of all it's about the future of the sport man just let it happen, let the player play. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.